Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mournette. And today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, the Naperville Noon Lions, Nami DuPage, and Lizzie's Fund. You're watching Spotlight. And joining me now representing the Naperville Noon Lions is Glenn Benke. So good to have you here on the show, Glenn. Well, glad to be here, Jane. Yeah. So we're going to get started with uh, a question that I know you can't wait to answer for me, <laughs> which is, how did you get involved in the Naperville Noon Lions? Well, um, I was working at North Central College, maintenance at the field house. Clubs coming in because they're hosting their turkey trot, which is coming up Thanksgiving morning. And... Uh, they came in and nice people. Well, they told me what they wanted. We had it all set up and they're kind of going, wow. And the, <laughs> they just had to hang some signs. They go, we get to go. We got it all. Wonderful thing. Hal Wildey, the former president of the university college, he says, um, Glenn, you should, you should join the Lions Club. He was a member too. He says, I'll pay for it. And I said, Hal, I, I can pay for my own lunches. I mean, they were nice people. So, I, I mean, the president says I should join. So I, you joined. I, I joined, and, and he wanted to pay for my membership. And I said, don't worry about it. Not like I was making great money, you know, but, <laughs> but still, I just felt like, look. And, and you know, it was, it was just been wonderful. Just wonderful people and... Really just, nice. It, it's just great. It's That's just a great, great story. That's uh, a great story. So tell us what the Noon Lions do. What's it all about? What's the okay. club all about? All right. Well... Lions International, if you've heard of Helen Keller, we were a, just a gentleman's men's club started in Chicago. 1925, Helen Keller comes and says, would the Lions be Knights of the Blind? Challenges us, like, you guys are just meeting to, you know, hey, go out for lunch, smoke cigars, probably in 1925. <laughs> and, and so Lions go for hearing and sight things. That's our number one thing, and it's expanded to some childhood uh, care and some cancer stuff and even some world hunger and those kind of things. And uh, our club gets together, we're men and women, and we meet every Tuesday and uh, we just get at Aurelio's restaurant. You can find it on our website with, with all that kind of information. But we meet, usually we'll have someone come in and talk to us about what they're doing with their charitable arm. And um, we have a nice lunch, some fellowship, it's just fun, and we do good works in the community. Okay, well that sounds good. So let's talk about some of those good works okay. that you do. All right, so what we're doing firsthand, which I think is just terrific, is the, the nurses in 203 and 204, they'll get a kid on a vision screening or a hearing test and say, that guy didn't do well. And that person, the, the school knows that perhaps that family doesn't have the money to do that, and they'll give us a call and said, so-and-so looks like they need a vision exam or a hearing exam, and we will set that up with our providers, and they will, will serve about 200 people like that. And That's it's awesome. Just, it's just terrific, because there's a kid whose family can't afford to get them the vision care they need, we step in and do that. And it's a real nice working with the districts in Naperville. That's great. We also like the YMCA after-school program, takes care of kids when the parents are still working. We love that. 
uh, loaves and fishes. We, we, we love working with them. All kinds of, of things. It, most of the money stays local. Mm -hmm. Occasionally there'll be some relief for, you know, over, overseas or something like that. But the majority of it stays just local in Naperville. That's where the Naperville Noon Lions that comes in charity yeah, at yeah. home yeah well. yeah that's great and i think you know and it's so important right i mean the whole vision and hearing thing for a child in school oh. if you can't see the blackboard or see oh. the computer screen i'm aging myself by saying the blackboard but if you can't <laughs> see right but if you can't see you know the computer screen or you yeah. can't quite hear what the teacher's saying that yeah. can really impact your learning and it has nothing oh. to do with how smart you are it just yeah. has to do with whether you can see or hear well right yeah. i was in fifth grade when i didn't know i couldn't see the board and I remember going for a Boy Scout badge and they showed you how to wire something on a board up there. So it's just taking the, the taking your pencil. I couldn't see anything. And what I gave that guy who was gonna judge me, Lord knows what it was, because <laughs> I couldn't see anything. And luckily my mom must have said, get him in there and, and glasses were mine. Yeah. Now I've got contacts, but you know, yeah. we move on from there. But Absolutely. It, so now, critical. I mean, obviously you're working with providers, local providers who partner with you to give that service. Sure. Uh, how do you raise the money, Glenn? What, what are some of the ways that you fundraise to pay for those kinds of things? We do all kinds of fun things. Our biggest one is the turkey trot that's coming up Thanksgiving morning. So we'll get 6,000 runners out there. And you think, oh, this is a big race. No. <laughs> it, I mean, the first 100, 200 people, they're running really hard. And then you see the rest, there's people just walking. I've run, I've been one of those fast guys timing myself. No one ever asked me who won the race. <laughs> We're happy that the person run and they run really fast, but you see the rest of the people. And a little kid this big, he's just running along in a, in a big winter coat. Usually <laughs> it's, it's always a little colder than I'd like. I'm always going for that 50 or 60 degree Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, but not so much. But it's great to get they're all from around the area. It's Thanksgiving morning. Mm -hmm. No one's coming from 200 miles unless your mom lives here or someone's you're going to the party is here. So they're all people who came to Naperville or live here. And then when they finished the race, they said, hey, I ran a 5K, let's go home. And now Thanksgiving can really start, but we got our exercise. I just love seeing all those people coming out. Yeah, it's and you have great. a great, it's a very well-run uh, race, and you have, you know, just a tremendous amount of volunteer help well, with that, too. And, right? and we also have candy days where we're out having mints and people roll down their windows and give us some change. Without the toll, everyone's got the tollway monitor. We used to get a lot more change. Now yeah. people say, and that's okay. And, and even so, they'll say, well, I don't have anything. It's like, well, just remember the lions and think well of us. Okay. And, and we've, we've been at the... Um, um, uh, at the concerts in the park, mm -hmm. and we've we've sold you know baked goods there. That's that's a lot of fun, and we're the kind of group that we're just having fun. So really, Glenn, in so many ways, you really are about service, and yeah. then you're about that sort of social fellowship, right? Oh yeah, I mean, these are dear friends of mine. I mean, geez, I mean, it's like we're not taking attendance because like, well, geez, I don't want to miss that. I'm not setting anything in the way because. I like talking with this person or that person in the club, and uh, whether they're a retired, you know, dentist or optometrist, uh, a businessman who's who's in town at, at because it's at noon. So if more people are working from home and they can come too, so if anybody would like to to join us, you know, see our website and and okay. uh, welcome you because it it's just fun. It isn't a drudge. If it's a drudge for you, <laughs> don't you don't come. do that. Well, you don't do that part. Yeah. I've got another person. 
she's wonderful at, you know, was, a, was an accountant type. So for the turkey trot, she takes care of all that, gives a wonderful report to me. That's terrific. I'm more a guy, I move tables and chairs and put up signs and, and that's what I do best. Okay. Other people do, I've got a volunteer guy. We're looking for 300 volunteers for the turkey trot. So you can go on and give us a call, look up our site and, and come for that or join the race. And when I say race, you can come and walk it. It's okay. <laughs> it's most okay. People, it, most people do, and they're just having fun. People tailgate. It's just, it's just fun and great to see those people out exercising on a day known for overeating and laying around and watching football. <laughs> but we go. start it with a 5K. Start, start out feeling good, right? I think so. There I, you go. I certainly love it. Lots so. to be thankful for with the Naperville Noon Lions. Well. So thank you, Glenn. We really appreciate you stopping by. All right. Thank you. And if you're interested in learning more about the Naperville Noon Lions or get involved in the turkey trot that's coming up, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Member FDIC. What's the matter, boy? What are you trying to tell me? Is something wrong? We live in a safe community, but not a crime-free community. If you see something, say something. Naperville Animal Crime Stoppers. Yes, I'd like to report a case of animal cruelty and neglect. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wynette, and joining me now from NAMI DuPage is Jerry Kerger. So always good to have you with us, Jerry. Always nice to be here, Jane. Yeah. Talk about NAMI. What is it? Well, NAMI is actually an acronym that stands for National Alliance on Mental Illness. And NAMI DuPage is one of about 600 affiliates in the United States. NAMI is the largest grassroots provider of mental health services. So if you Google NAMI, you will get NAMI Washington, D.C., and um, which is where a lot of the advocacy goes on. Okay. But on the local level, the boots on the ground is really done by the affiliates. Okay. And NAMI DuPage is one of the largest of the 600 affiliates in the United States. Okay. When was NAMI started? 1985. It was okay. started by parents of adult children with mental illness. And I always tell people when they say, what does NAMI do? I think, I tell people, think if you were the parents of an adult children, what programs would you want to have for yourself, for your child and for the community? And that's what we do. Oh, that's a great, that's a great way to answer that question. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that because you and I have chatted a couple of times mm -hmm. as we went through the pandemic. And you know, now, thank goodness, people are going back to work, back to school. So have we seen a decline in the amount or the number or severity of mental health issues? Well, it's interesting because people think, well, if you go back to work, uh, everything is going to be fine. You're back in school, everything must be fine. But actually a poll that was done by Kaiser Family Foundation and CNN during late summer, during July and August, 
found that 90% of the people that they polled felt that America was in the middle of a mental health crisis. Okay. And interestingly, half of them said that there were severe mental health issues in their own fa among their own family and friends. Mm. So we're not we're, we're not out of the woods yet. And we were we were in a mental health crisis before the pandemic. It was just exacerbated by COVID. But we have a long way to go and there's no vaccine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's not something you can solve. And and do you think um Jerry is part of it is it an increase in the amount or is it also an increase in the awareness or the sensitivity to it? Well, definitely the awareness has increased. Uh people and I think if there's a silver lining to COVID, it's that you had celebrities and well-respected people come out and say, you know, I don't feel right. I feel depressed. I feel anxious. We are now seeing celebrity stars, Meghan Markle, movie stars coming out and saying, you know, something's not right. I'm anxious or I'm depressed. And by people doing that, it sort of gives other people permission, mm -hmm. if you will, to say, well, I don't feel good either. And that must be OK. And that's really the whole idea. The whole concept behind NAMI is one of lived experience. So it's people helping each other. Yeah. So that's really, it's really a unique aspect. And it's something that psychiatrists and therapists, that's not really what they do. So yeah. NAMI is in a different lane. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that, because I do think when people think about mental health, they think sort of, you know, the couch and the psychiatrist and all of this kind of stuff from a professional standpoint. Talk a little bit about how NAMI does navigate that other lane and how those pieces work together. Uh, well, it's, it's really important. Anytime someone has a chronic illness, whether it's physical or mental illness, they need a lot of support in different things and a lot of treatment of different kinds. So for someone with a severe mental illness, or maybe not even a severe mental illness, but a mental illness, they may need a psychiatrist, they may need a therapist, but they also need help on the day-to-day -day living. They need support uh, they may need tools for how to deal with their illness. That's not really something that a psychiatrist will ordinarily provide or a therapist. And the people that work at NAMI, most of the people that facilitate our groups and our classes are someone with a lived experience. So it means they have a mental health diagnosis or a family member who has one, and they've been specially trained. So they're coming at the mental illness from a totally different perspective than the clinical piece. Okay. So we tell people, we want people to have a psychiatrist if you need one, a therapist. We often tell people, go back. How long has it been since you've seen your therapist or psychiatrist? Mm. We want to work collaboratively together. But what we do is really a supplement to that and provide a lot of things that are uh, important to day-to-day -day living, but it's not really something that a therapist or a, uh, or a psychiatrist would do. Okay, it is, and I think you used a good term, it's kind of the boots on the ground, right? Yes. It's the how, get up in the morning, what have I got to do? How do I navigate these very practical aspects of my life? That's a the great way to describe it. And yeah. we, we call it sometimes the toolbox. Okay. What's the toolbox somebody has? And another thing that NAMI does that other uh, that you really wouldn't have with the psychiatrist and the therapist or maybe other organizations is the emphasis on the family. Remember I said it was started by families? So many times an adult child, for example, or a spouse uh, who has a mental illness, they won't get, they refuse to get treatment. But 
if we can work with the parents, if the parents can be in a support group or the parents can take classes, they may learn the tools that they need to have a loving relationship with that person okay. and maintain that. Even though it's, it's not easy, they may develop those skills. They develop boundaries and techniques so that they can remain uh, with that person in a loving relationship. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's interesting, right? Because, you know, much like a physical illness, it doesn't just impact you as the person, it impacts the other people that are around you and in your life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Talk a little bit, you know, because we talk a lot about community uh, and the importance of mental health and good mental health within a community. What can a community in general, you've talked about what NAMI can do, what can a community do? Um, there are a lot of things. Um, in, in our area, we're very fortunate that there's a lot more awareness of mental illness than maybe there are in some other communities. But communities can be advocates. Individuals can be advocates for themselves and for their families, but they can also be advocates in the community. They can ask for community program for mental health programs in school, mental health and substance use programs. If you don't have one in your school, and NAMI DuPage has Ending the Silence program that was developed at NAMI DuPage and is now used at NAMI affiliates across the entire country. If it's not in your school, uh, for middle school and high school, ask and see if it can be. You can also support mental health initiatives. There's a referendum right now that's going on about supporting mental health. The, it's a, a small tax increase. I live in Milton Township, mine was $20. And so you can do things that are not uh, momentous or monumental, but that really help. Mm -hmm. So you can volunteer occasionally for nonprofits. We, you know, we need lots of help for different things. You can be just that advocate that goes into the school and says, we need programs here. We need more support. We need another school social worker. Whatever it is, uh, supporting the 708 boards, that's a wonderful way because they are really going to be strong advocates for mental health and substance use in our communities. So there are so many ways that people can do that, but I think it starts within because you have to be an advocate yourself for your own mental health, mm. and that's how you advocate for others. And you have to, and really a very important piece of this is to destigmatize mental illness. Yeah. So if people are impacted by it, telling your story gives hope for recovery for other people and it, it enables them to get the help they need. And remember, if you know someone with a mental illness or think they're struggling, talk to them. And don't just say, how are you, fine? You know, continue on, talk to them if they need help. Keep going until you find the right source of your help. There's yeah. lots of therapists out there. Not everyone's going to be a match for you. Right. So keep going till you get the right kind of help. And remember, NAMI's a phone call away. NAMI DuPage, call NAMI DuPage, and uh, we'll try to, you know, direct you to resources in our community because there's, mental health is so important yeah. in our communities. Absolutely. Well, and we thank you for what NAMI DuPage is doing. It's a, such important work. And I think, you know, what you just talked about in terms of everybody, if everybody steps up and does a little bit, right, it's that cumulative effect into the community. It, it really is. And that's what you need. Yeah. That's what you need. And that will encourage people to get the help that they need because so many people don't. Half of people that are mentally ill never receive treatment. Yeah, that's a frightening number, right? Jerry, thanks as always for stopping by. We always appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. And to find out more about NAMI DuPage, please go and visit their website. Don't go away. We'll be right back after a few short messages.
Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth, since 1868. Member FDIC. Rise and shine with The Morning Show, presented by NCTV 17. Join host Stefan Holt, NBC5 news anchor and now Naperville resident, for Continental Breakfast and one hour of live television on Thursday, November 17th at 7.30 a.m. at the Chicago Marriott of Naperville. Proceeds benefit Naperville Community Television. For more information, including tickets and sponsorship opportunities, visit nctv17.org. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from Lizzie's Fund are Bernie Slupik, Gail Dietrichson, and Pixie. So we're going to get to Pixie in a few minutes and talk a little bit more about her. But Bernie, let's start out with Lizzie's Fund. What is it and how did it start? Um, Lizzie's Fund, we're very proud to say, uh, is 10 years old. It's their 10th anniversary this year. Congrats. Um, it was started uh, to be named after a little four-pound chihuahua named Lizzie, who started the whole thing. Um, she experienced some uh, injury at age nine, and because um, she had significant heart issues, two different vets um, suggested that the kind thing would be to put her down because she could not walk any longer. Um, at that time, this was years ago, her family didn't know about alternative medicine, but they didn't give up on her. And they tried and tried and finally found something that worked. And within a week, she was standing and walking. Wow. And soon after began running. Yes. So after she passed at age 16 and a half, seven and a half years later, they decided to start Lizzie's Fund to um, promote awareness to people that senior dogs you don't have to give up on. And they do have a lot more life in them if they're properly cared for. Yeah, that's a great story. I love that story, Bernie. And talk a little bit about Pixie here. Okay, Pixie is, um, will be uh, celebrating her 14th birthday next uh, week. Okay. And um, she was a reject from a breeder who um, didn't want her because she didn't meet the breed standard. Mm. Um, she was too small and um, she didn't have quite the markings that she should, but she has turned into a wonderful dog. She's exemplary example of why you don't give up on a senior dog. She's an amazing therapy dog. Um, people at the nursing home where she visits just all love her. And um, she just is a great senior. She's a little sassy with her <laughs> uh, canine siblings at home. And she doesn't have all her teeth and she's deaf now, but um, she's a very affectionate and loving dog. Yeah, brings joy to others. Yes, she does. Yeah. Gail, talk a little bit because Lizzie's Fund has a number of programs. So tell us a little bit about those. They do. There are many programs umbrellaed under Lizzie's Fund. And uh, the general fund actually helps uh, 501c3 organizations and rescues that have dogs that they need medical treatment, maybe something as simple as a grooming and teeth clean to help them get adopted. And Lizzie's Fund steps in, helps that recognized 501c3 get the senior dog 
ready to be adopted, and they are so much more desirable. Sure. And now there's another fund called the Brody Memorial Fund, and that was started by a woman who had a collie who was a rescue and a fantastic therapy dog, and he passed away. And she wanted his legacy to continue and give back, and she started this fund, and it's been great, but it's restricted, and it's only for senior collies. Okay. Then there is something called Lizzie Care, and this is a fund for dogs that are in hospice. Often, well, I wouldn't say often, but every now and then, a senior will come in that is not going to find a home okay. because they're old, and they might have cancer or whatever. We have two dogs right now in the program, the Lissy Care program, and um, one happens to be a poodle, I believe mm -hmm. Baby's a, a, poodle, a poodle, and Max is a collie, and they are not going to be adopted. However, Lizzie's Fund has stepped in, helped them with whatever they need to make the rest of their life comfortable. They're very happy living in a situation with a permanent foster, and that, it's wonderful that these foster homes do this. I mean, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're saints. They're, they're wonderful people, and Lizzie's Fund steps in to help. And there's also a program called Senior to Seniors, and that is taking senior dogs to nursing homes to visit seniors that are um, living there, residents. Oh, right. And we have recruited some junior high kids that come with us with their parents, and it is the, um, the sunshine of some of these people's lives when sure. you step in on a Sunday and visit these people. It's fantastic. And I also might add that with the theme of Senior for Seniors, when these kids get into high school and they're seniors and they start filling out those applications for college, it doesn't hurt that they've been doing this volunteer work. Absolutely. Which is absolutely wonderful. Now there's one more program and that is coming up. Mm -hmm. Because November is Adopt-A-Senior Dog Month, and um, a generous donor has stepped in to say, I will match whatever is donated to Lizzie's Fund. So that's coming up, and we're very excited about it because that gives us a very, very good cushion for the dogs that need our help. That's so wonderful. There are many ways that we help. Yeah, we absolutely. Also do the adoption fees. Oh, that's right. And the adoption fees ah, are, always, are, are waived with the um, partnering organizations that Lizzie's Fund actually assists during yes. the year. So, so you're really they, breaking down those barriers for senior dogs to get right. adopted and to find a good forever home, mm -hmm. right? Always yeah. the best opportunity. We yeah. try to afford them. That's wonderful. Bernie, you mentioned uh, off the top about alternative treatment. So talk a little bit more about that as it relates to senior dogs. Um, alternative treatment, it, it, you know, we started realizing this back in Lizzie's days. It was a new thing back then. But it really helps the senior dog. It could be chiropractic care. It could be acupuncture. It could be laser or soft tissue massage. And um, a lot of dogs benefit by this because perhaps they haven't been in the best of situation and they need some work to get them to be able to move around like they should. Uh, Pixie was a perfect example of alternative care and that about a year ago she stopped eating and she lost a lot of weight. And we thought for sure she was a goner. Um, 
ended up, they ran all sorts of labs and tests. They couldn't figure out what was wrong. They finally took an x-ray of her neck and found that she had a pinched nerve, hmm. which of course at a dog this age in a compressed vertebrae, there's nothing they could do. So she went for soft tissue massage and lo and behold, in a little bit of time, it released all the problems and she began eating again, gained weight, and a year later, she's doing well. Here she is, she's back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, Gail, let's just talk very quickly about events and how you use those to help Lizzie's Fund. Oh, all year long, we have events. We do have a very exciting event coming up, and I believe it's December 3rd mm -hmm. at Chrysler's Pet Shop, Gartner and Washington Street, and we'll be having pictures with Santa. Go to the website, there's lots of information about what's happening. Wonderful, that sounds like a lot of fun, I like that. Um, Bernie, how can the public help with what you're trying to accomplish at Lizzie's Fund? Um, they can uh, go to our website, they can make a donation there. We're always grateful for any donation. Um, they can uh, write a check and send it to the address on the website. Uh, we want people to realize that senior dogs are a treasure and that you get so much out of them. You know what you're getting, their housebroken, their temperament is established. You know exactly what you're getting. And we just want people to realize what a gift they are. But to a senior dog, every day is a gift. Mm, I love that, I love that. And that's true, senior dogs, senior people. Mm -hmm. Same thing, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's so exactly. true. All the kids and the puppies are cute, but lots of value as one ages. So yeah. thank you so much for stopping by, we appreciate it. And if you would like more information about Lizzie's Fund, please go and visit their website. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organizations featured on today's episode, please visit our website at nctv17.org. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, Sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wernett. Thanks for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.